0: Time for the wheel nerds. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, talking
1: about bit. Come on, you. Hi, and welcome to Wheel
0: Nerds. I'm Todd, and I'm Chuck. We're back for another week talking about motorcycles and other stuff. Always other stuff. Most, other stuff
1: is very popular.
0: Mostly other stuff. In a
1: recent survey, <laughs> we, we don't know anything about motorcycles. No, not, not really. even a little. No, no. So, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I, uh, I've been uh, not riding this week because it's been snowing. Well, what about last week? When I was not riding, because I was oh yeah in the mountains yeah, of I'd like to, Virginia, I'd like to personally thank you, Chuck. By the way, for uh, taking the trouble to post up the last Wheel Nerds episode while I was out riding around Southern Utah. That was good of you.
0: Well, I was sitting in a small two room house in the mountains of Virginia. <laughs> you saw the picture of the toilet bowl planter, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure it was there. I love you, Grandma. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I was in some, uh, some very um, colorful areas. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that first. Okay. You. Yeah. So I went, I went on a trip. So my, uh, my better half is down at uh, geology field camp in beautiful Parowan, Utah, which uh, has a horse track and a truck stop and a surprisingly well stocked liquor store about the size of this closet we record in. Um, (laughs) We don't have any liquor. I had, I had the opportunity to visit all three. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I went down to visit her, and then uh, I were figured, they were they racing horses? Uh, they weren't, but the jockeys were out in the morning exercising them, which was like kind of neat.
0: Real jockeys, like little people, like little little bit of yeah. dudes. Really, yeah. Hmm
1: plan was I'd go from there and I'd go across southern Utah on Route 12. Uh, for those who haven't heard about Route 12, Route 12 is this amazing road that goes through some of just the most beautiful scenery you've ever seen in your life. Every time you go around a corner, you think, wow, that was amazing. That's got to be the, the cool thing. You know, from here, it'll be, oh, my God, it's even cooler. And this goes on for a couple hundred miles. What bike were you on? I was on the V-Strom. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I was originally thinking of doing it on the Ural with my brother. But then, uh, good news, bad news, he got a job that had to start Friday. Oh, okay. So did, I, did you go scooter shopping at all with your brother? Yeah, I did actually. That was that was pretty fun. We uh we went and looked at a couple places. We went to one place that had um all of the sort of the the name you've never heard of Chinese brands. Yeah. You know, this is the, the Lulu, ping bong, doo doo. No th- wait a second. Did he let you test ride? You know, we didn't even ask because they were they were pretty sketchball Chinese scooters. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not feeling the test ride. They did have a suite uh Vespa one fifty there, unfortunately it was pink. Sounds like your color that well, shirt's not pink. for me, that shirt's pink, yes, it is, yeah, but it wasn't for me. It was for my brother, so you could test ride it, yeah, I probably should have, but yeah. we were on the euro and we wanted to look at somewhere else anyway. what do you mean you, you, you thought the, the bikes were kind of sketchy? The Chinese scooters weirded me out a while back, you would have seen the twisting go, and they they're sort of fatty scooters, they're one fifty sort of fat body with thicker uh, bars on it, okay, um, looks sort of like a Vespa, more like a Vespa than most. And now you'll see this with different kind of never heard of it brand names on them. You know, Happy Scooter Company, Yay Yay Go Go Scooter. You know, think things that things that feel like a uh, like a like a double reverse translated Chinese translation of an English phrase that means something good. Do any of them have buckhorns? None of them had buckhorns. Could it scooter carry buckhorns, or would it just kind Don't of fall over? See why not? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. People put like fifty mirrors on them sometimes. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. The dudes will have the dudes will have a Vespa, and it'll be just festooned with mirrors, just millions of chrome mirrors all over the front.
0: There's a scooter that parks next to me every day at work. The thing looks straight out of a Mad Max movie. But oh, it's, good! It's pretty cool. He's got like this bowling ball shell half helmet. <laughs> I want to meet them someday. I we've never met, but
1: there was I, a there I was like their scooter. There's a guy at my office with a ruckus. It was a camouflage ruckus and he had uh, horns on the front of it, like literal buck horns on the front of it as as in from a buck. And then he had a he had a, a bearskin seat cover, I think it was bearskin. It was black and clearly not sheep. And uh, <laughs> then he had he had taken the space under the seat and he put a banging sound system in it. He said it would kill the bike's battery in absolutely no time. Like, (laughs) you had to go wide open throttle to turn the volume up above
0: about 50%. Yeah, I can't imagine a a scooter being able to drive a
1: sound system of... Well, you know, you're 30 miles an hour if, you know, you get good wind. And, uh, you know, you want to lay down some fat beats. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other fellas (laughs) can't (laughs) do
0: that. That brings all the girls to the yard. Like, you know, the milkshake thing. That's what the young people listen to, right?
1: (laughs) I can only assume. Yeah. I don't know any young people. (laughs) Your brother. That's true. Yeah, he listens to heavy metal. Oh. That would actually be hilarious, him going down the street in a full-face helmet and a nice leather jacket on his scooter with... (laughs) (laughs) He gets to a stoplight
0: and the scooter just dies. (laughs) (laughs) Push
1: the button (laughs) And you know what the worst part about all that is? No You can't push start a scooter I was wondering Because they have a centrifugal clutch And in order to make the clutch engage the rear wheel The engine has to be turning Oh (laughs) So you can push as hard as you want And it'll Also there's no clutch to dump
0: Right (laughs) It's just uh,
1: Twist and go Yeah that's, that's why Most of them have uh, Kickstarters still. Gotcha. Do they? Quite a few, yeah. Do Vespas have them? You know, I didn't know. I didn't look. They hide them pretty well. They're down on the... The engine's on the swing arm, so they hide them down on the engine down there. Did the MP3 have one? I doubt it very seriously. Because that was a, what, 500cc... Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Probably not, I would have to guess. So can you... You think you could push start the MP3? No. Centrifugal clutch. It still won't work. still there. Yeah, so unless, so the, clutch, the clutch is basically like a, like an inside-out drum brake. When it spins really fast, it pulls the two halves apart, and eventually they connect with this bell that's on the outside, yeah. and that's the bell's connected directly to the rear wheel, and so the friction between the two makes the rear wheel there turn. go, yeah. Yeah. So if, you're, if you kill your MP3 because you're banging heavy metal at the stoplight... You're boned.
0: Okay. That's our, our wheel nerd tip of the week.
1: Scooters and heavy metal. Don't mix.
0: Speaking of heavy metal... Have you talked to your kids about heavy metal? Well, uh, we had that discussion about Mercury with my three-year-old. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, everyone talks to their kid about Mercury, right? I mean, that's just like the coolest metal ever. Stay away from Mercury, kids.
1: What's Mercury?
0: <laughs> daddy doesn't know. <laughs> Here, let's break open it's barely this barely been in anything
1: since Daddy was a child.
0: <laughs> I was born in the 70s. We had Mercury. Stuff. Okay. Freddie Mercury doesn't count. He doesn't? No. Why not? Because he's a dude. Oh. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Kind of. (laughs) You're going to get an angry letter about Queen.
1: Queen is the greatest. You guys suck. If you hate Queen, I hate you extra hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our listener vase goes to six. (laughs) Curses.
1: Speaking of heavy metal, I want to talk about... uh, my new clothes. The new decor of the Wheel Nerd Studio <coughs> is Eric Buell Racing. Yeah, I'm wearing my new Eric Buell Racing hoodie. Chuck has Eric Buell Racing hoodie, which has a pretty cool logo. He's got an Eric Buell Racing support crew, which I assume means he gave them money.
0: I've got um, uh, this
1: official-looking badge. Yeah, it's an official-looking badge, so Chuck, next time you go to the track at a big race, uh, you should be able to get... Beaten into the up pit. by ten bouncers <laughs> at once. I'm
0: just going to sneak right into the pit area where Eric is.
1: That's the guy in the picture. You're standing too close
0: to Eric.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thump, 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 thump.
0: I just want to touch his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. So, anyway, you remember the Eric Buell album? Yeah. Yeah. I bought It's published by, uh, I guess, a small independent publisher called Rat Pack Records. Sounds hardcore. The rest of their offerings all looked heavy metal. Yeah. I'm not a heavy metal guy. Couldn't make heads or tails of it. There was long hair.
1: You need to go to one of those interpretive jazz. Independent
0: <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> no. They won't have Eric Buell. That's important. <laughs> so anyways, in, in partnership, I guess, with the whole promoting to Eric Buell thing, they were selling shirts, hoodies, this, you know, various – they are selling a miniature – Ten inch guitar replica, of the guitar Eric plays. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> that's all a pretty normal guitar. Colors and stuff.
1: Oh well, naturally the paint job colors.
0: matched whatever paint job Eric has on his. So guitar. did you?
1: Did you order the the the, uh, I mean, the half life size plush Eric Buell to cuddle with? No, that's good. That, would, that be, would be weird. That would be
0: weird. I, I'm not bringing it to Durango. Okay. You know, in Japan they make the body pillows, and they put. Pictures on them. Girls. Of girls. Yeah,
1: I have seen those. Or Eric Buell. Oh, God. (laughs) So we'll be looking for the package of one of those. Look for the Wheel Nerds review of the Eric Buell body pillow. (laughs) Reviewed by Chuck, not by Todd. But,
0: yeah. So, no, the reason I want to talk about Rat Pack Records Hmm. is they're an example of really good customer service. Yeah. We talked before about bad customer service. Sure. The guys at Rat Pack, above and beyond the call for good service. Everyone should go their website, ratpackrecordsamerica.com. dot com. It's a R A T P A K Records America because you don't spell. You C don't well, or, if you
1: spell it right, you're just like an English teacher. Right, you're not heavy metal. English teachers are not metal. You're not cool. ratpackrecordsamerica.com dot com. a
0: But yeah, no, I ordered a hoodie and a shirt, and they told you know sent me an email saying they were going to be uh, out of stock for a while, so it was mm-hmm. back ordered. Gotcha. You make up for it. They sent.
1: All the this swag. This, this, this we pile have. Of swag. So we've got we've got a black and white Eric Buell Racing patch. We've got a American flag Eric Buell Racing patch. We've got an Eric Buell Racing vinyl stickery thingamabobber. Yep. We've got an Eric Buell Racing eleven ninety RS, RS bumper, bumper sticker. sticker. And most importantly, oh, man. I've got a cup holder
0: for the Ulysses. There goes my competitive <laughs> advantage.
1: That's right. I've got, I, I guess they call this a koozie. Ben oh, Ruge, so it's, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's insulated. insulated. Oh, well, fancy. So you can keep beer cold in it while you ride around on your Buell. Yes. This is going right on the handlebars. But I it, would love to see you put a can of beer in that and ride around on <laughs> Ulysses because of the way Ulysses vibrates. <laughs> and then I want you to open the beer on video for all of our listeners. Okay. <laughs> You'll be standing next
0: to me when I do this? Yeah, sort of yeah you bet <laughs> he emailed me a few times to let me know hey this is gonna come today
1: hey this is gonna ship today that's cool hope you like the stuff good deal yeah. telling you what's going on and yeah certainly he's got enough Eric Buell paraphernalia he seems to seems to be into it yeah it, it cost him pennies on a dollar throwing some patches or stickers and
0: mm-hmm. I want to go and buy more stuff from him yeah and I don't even listen to heavy though. Sure. Yeah, there was something about a dude from Queensryche having something with him.
1: Well, yeah, you
0: know, it, wait, is that a band? Queensryche, is isn't it? I don't know, like a
1: band from the eighties, right? Am I saying it wrong? I was watching the Dukes of Hazard and Sesame Street in the eighties. Okay, shut up. <laughs> but look at the bright side. You're not forty. Shut up. <laughs> And it's amazing how, like, how positive you are about them from just, you know, from what's a very simple thing for him from that. Yeah. You know, in terms of what he actually did, he sent three emails and tossed two cheap patches in. Yeah, and some stickers. And he, he acknowledged that, you know, this sucks and I'm sorry. Yep.
0: This is going to get me in the see Eric, this badge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I will I, I, Never I, quit, Todd. I don't know if it's... Never. Going qu- to... Quit. <laughs> <laughs> VIP. Okay. That's me. All right. If that actually gets you in somewhere, that would be pretty dope. I
0: wonder if he's going to be at Miller for the Superbike stuff. I don't know. I'm going to try.
1: Support crew looks official. uh, I'm with the support crew. And they'll be like, get him! (laughs) 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 There'll
0: be a picture of me somewhere on the
1: wall. (laughs) These are the wheel nerds. Do not let them Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Under no circumstances are they to get close to Eric. Taser. (laughs) <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right, moving on. I think it's time for the bargain of the century
0: of the week. Yes, our classified of the week. This is starting to turn into a regular segment for us. Uh, you
1: know, there's a lot of material.
0: This this one <laughs> there comes, is no shortage. This one comes to us from the Something Awful forums. Cool. Where uh, we got a we got a a promo. Yeah. Someone talked about us. Goons like us. The goons like us. Thanks, goons. (laughs) We're going to get our asses kicked. (laughs) By internet nerds? Maybe.
1: (laughs) Well, we are internet nerds, so naturally. We're internet, excuse me. We're internet nerds who ride motorcycles. We are badass. Other nerds are like, damn, I'm scared of those two nerds. They're on motorcycles. Look at those suits. But this was the motorcycle riding goons. Oh, okay. There are people. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) All right. Um, Shall I read this one then? Yeah. We're going to call him Johnny. We already did Johnny. Johnny was last week. Johnny had the R1. We're going to call him Tommy. I like Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Tommy. The (coughs) sale is my 2007 Gexer. I bought this bike three weeks ago, April 26 to be exact, after my friend taught me how to ride. Two days of learning. Big mistake, bro. I'm adding the bros. I crashed the bike on my first highway ride and it almost killed me on I-95. Thank God I wore all the protective apostrophe s, which would mean the protectives what? Jockstrap. No, but the protectives is possessive. It's uh, it's possessing uh, that parentheses. Okay, sounds good. And I'm looking at the bike, and the bike really does not look very crushed. No, the, the rear cowling's a little messed up, but that's about it. Oh is wait, it's a dent. dent? Yeah, it's a dent. Okay, never mind. He knackered it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The bike runs and drives just as it did when I bought it. Except for dents. But the plastics are cracked and some are broke. I will not fix it and I don't want the bike in my garage. Possessed. Cursed. <laughs> tiki. <laughs> ooka, 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 ooka. This guy clearly didn't feed the tiki. <laughs> First person with the best offer takes it. I just left the hospital after five days of hell, getting my skin scrubbed off due to road rush. I have road rush all the time. Every day. I'm late for work. I mean, road rush. Late to get home. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nurse Judy. Okay,
0: it's starting to sound like penthouse for him now. I never thought it would happen
1: to me. (laughs) And two-piece, as in not war of metal, put in my leg. (laughs) So I will not be helping loading the bike. I don't need the money, so don't email me with some stupid offers, comma. Also, if you have family or you are new in riding, like I was, in air quotes. Because he's clearly not new anymore. Now he's not... New and anyway, please stick with car or four wheels auto. What? 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 Please stick with car or four wheels auto. I guess he doesn't like stick shift. Guess not. Bikes are probably blah, blah, blah. not worth it. Just save your money and life. That's Lesson probably one oh one.
0: That's probably why he uh crushed a bike because yeah. he had to shift. Me?
1: Mm. What do I? What do I do? What
0: do I? Oh my god! That would be
1: day three of learning mm. shifting. Day 3 is shifting. Oh, lesson 101. Lesson 101. I love that class. <laughs> I wish someone gave me that advice before.
0: Nurse Judy taught
1: lesson 101. Ow. <laughs> Nurse Judy. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. <laughs> it has Hey, it has 4100 miles and a clean title. Wait. So, okay, I'm going to guess he bought it used. Thinking
0: yes. <laughs> 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 he bought it used with maybe 4,118
1: miles. No, it might have been a ways to his friend's house. So maybe it's like 4,110 miles.
0: Well, oh, yeah, because that was his first highway ride.
1: So. Right, yeah. So you get it with a few miles on the highway Yeah, you yeah. Know, before you knacker it. <laughs> you hope. And it's, he might have just knackered it round right on the on-ramp. The good news is it's the Jordan Special Edition. So, you know, this is the bargain of the century. of the week you know i've got my doubts about this ad
0: really what makes you say that i I mean it just reads too much like you know that stereotypical motorcycles are dangerous kind of story
1: interesting you know
0: yeah i learned my lesson now you can get yours and my wife and you get killed on bikes
1: yeah it does it does have that feel about it doesn't it and the bike's pretty generic You know, I mean, like, there's nothing...
0: Yeah, and that's an awful long story to put on, you know, you're just trying to sell your bike.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's like screaming, hey, I'm stupid. Yeah, I'm a giant moron. (laughs) Look at me, look at me. Please Uh, make fun of me on your podcast. That could be, you know what, that could be. This guy's just trying to get attention from forums and stuff with a funny sounding one.
0: He's just trying to get attention from the wheel nerds. Mission accomplished.
1: Everyone craves attention
0: from the wheel nerds. Well played, Tommy.
1: Nicely done, Tommy. (laughs) Bro. A
0: 2007 Gixxer. Mm-hmm. First bike, two days. Cl- clearly, he's twenty.
1: Oh, oh, most assuredly in his twenties. So I don't want to give the idea that only young people are are the ones who trash motorcycles. Because in no way are they. I will say that the people trashing Gixxer seven fifties are probably uh, a lower age range than the people trashing Harleys. I'm I'm calling shenanigans on this. Okay, I I just I don't buy it. I think I think I'm going to agree with you on this one. I was I was originally thinking it was real, but it is it's too it's too tidy a story. Something it, doesn't track here. And I, I don't buy it because it's not a plausible story. Yeah. Because it totally is. Sure, yeah, I got a new I bike. Just, I, I don't need.
0: buy it because he would tell us this story <laughs> trying to sell us his bike. That's an excellent point actually. Hey, I got
1: this bike that I bend. Uh, yeah. you should buy it.
0: Yeah. Make <clears throat> me an offer. Are you
1: going to the Tourtech catalog? I'm going to the Tourtech catalog. I think it's time to hear about Ooh, that sounds awesome. I want one of those. What? This is the tank conversion kit for a BMW F650GS. What? Comes with turret and treads. Turret and treads? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) But how cool would a tank conversion kit for your bike be? I got really excited and then I got bummed. Apparently it lets you hold more gas. Oh, boring. I mean, come on. A tank conversion kit? I was thinking a gun. No one would ever cut me off (laughs) again. It would be awesome. (laughs) True Tech, if you're listening, tank conversion kits. So, yeah, Durango. Durango. We're getting psyched. We are. It's getting close. I, and here's the fun bit. Did you hear from Claire about the uh, the passes? Current estimate for the passes we want to go over to get there? July 4th. July friggin' 4th to not have snow. Right. Not a big deal for me. Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> that That's not exactly the feeling. I'm not feeling the team spirit here. <laughs> So we'll need a trailer to put the Ulysses on snowy bits. You think, man, you could just pull me with a rope? Yeah, but I can't guarantee you'll be upright <laughs> as I drag you.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about the bike going on its side? Well, that's where, you know, our later topic of hard
1: bag versus soft bags will come in handy. There you go. Hard bags are noted for their excellent ability to slide in snow. <laughs> I've checked. I'll ski on them.
0: So we're going to have a contingency plan. Yep. Right? Yep. And it's not...
1: Ha, 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 I've got three wheels and you don't. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, nope. <laughs> That's not it at all. That's not the right answer. Oh, okay, that is it? <laughs> well, I, I figure we can, uh, we, go, we go to a backup plan. We go to the, oh, shit. We go to the Colorado border and ride the Colorado-Utah border. I don't know if that'll have snow, too. This could get interesting fast. <laughs> We're going to...
0: We may be getting creative here, folks. I'm waiting for, like, plan C where you're like, you need to go buy a Ural.
1: That's a great plan, actually. <laughs> Let's go with that one. <sighs> Worst case, you're full-time monkey. <sighs> it's snowing. Chuck and Todd are here. Where's Chuck's bike? Well, we blew it up. And we set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> walked away in slow motion.
0: <sighs> I'm not feeling good about this.
1: Yeah, it's it's not the nicest thing to hear. And, of course, the Ural naturally decided now was the time to uh, break. So I want to to move the sidecar tire over to the back of the bike because it's got a lot more life on it. And I can, you know, I'm a cheap bastard. I can squeeze a little more life out of my tires before I have to start using the spare. Okay. So I go to do this and I pull off the rear wheel and something goes boing, clank. I was like, that's that's not a normal noise. (laughs) I don't like this. Did you drink vodka? I, afterwards. (laughs) Did it make it better? I felt better about it, actually. That worked pretty well. I have to say, that, that part of the manual is totally spot on. Was a giant spring hanging out of euro? As a matter of fact, there was. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two springs that keep the shoes of the rear brake together. And one of the springs, the one of the hooks on one end of it came off. And it looks like the rest of the spring was just crashing around inside the drum housing. Because it was completely, it looked like somebody had taken it out and just chewed the shit out of it. <laughs> so... All the parts seem to be okay, other than the spring, though they're they're well they're heavily built. So I ordered some new springs and some risers and some new spark plugs because my current spark plugs are sort of rusty and shitty. So you were you were riding around with that spring, just yeah. I'm not sure when it went. To be perfectly honest with you, it could have been a while ago. It could have been a short while ago. I mean, they're drum brakes, so they suck nuts no matter what. Yeah, you, you've always complained about them, so I'm wondering if that's I I suspicious now. <laughs> I confess to a certain degree of suspicion. Buell's running great. Yeah, well, worst case scenario, I have a backup plan for Durango this year. You should go Durango on the Nighthawk. I'm hoping to sell the Nighthawk this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. That's... You'd be proud of me, though. I got onto, uh, where'd I go, Heindel Engineering, really good uh, site for Euro parts. I got on there, and I got the risers and the spark plugs and the springs, and I resisted all of the other awesome shiny things they had. Really? Yes. How'd you do that? Well, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was picturing you
0: stabbing yourself with
1: a knife. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it could get like that. They've got a lot of really shiny stuff in your windshield. Or a roof, Ooh, a cup holder. There was a picture of your, your fiance perched on the desk with going, a disciplinary. A glare. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. I may take a little of the money from the Nighthawk and buy a windshield for the Euro because I'm afraid I'm going to get this stuffing beaten out of me with no wind protection.
0: Uh huh. Right. With all the snow and stuff we're going to run into.
1: That That crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> It's really cold with no windshield in the snow.
0: I've checked. You
1: know what else is really cold?
0: What's that? When you're lying in the snow with your bike on top of you. <laughs> drink vodka. <laughs>
1: <laughs> problem not so much. Problem. <laughs> Folks, don't drink vodka when you're hypothermic. You shouldn't drink vodka and ride either. That's true, unless you're in the
0: sidecar, which in uh, yeah, in which case, Let's yeah. just knock yourself out. <laughs> I'm gonna just make sure
1: to use the seatbelt the
0: therapy. <laughs> We're gonna have our, our spiked juice, <laughs> I'll be in the sidecar leaning the wrong way do, do, on do, every do, curve. Do, 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 do.
1: <laughs> hey, go back, I dropped my drink.
0: <laughs> We're gonna go into some of these curves and just bonk heads because I'm leaning in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. At least we'll have it on video. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you're you going to have your GoPro. At... Yep. I've got mine mounted on the nose of the tub. And uh, we'll actually, we should post the video. And I I think we will. So we've got a pretty cool video of us riding in the sidecar. Well, I'm riding the bike and Chuck's in the sidecar.
0: <laughs> Drinking vodka.
1: <laughs> Leaning <laughs> the wrong way. That might be my, my big, big trip, Farkle. I get tremendous giggles out of mine. You also get some terrible footage. I have 30 f- minutes of footage of the inside of my trunk, but the GoPro has got amazing quality and if it falls off, let's say I totally when it was to fall off your bike while going down the road and bounce a few times, you pick it up and walk away. Really? Yes. In slow motion? Yeah. Those sticky mounts, be really sure they're stuck. <laughs> if your bike is dirty, they won't stick.
0: Ah, yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it's good to see it. Was it uh, in a case or something? Yeah. The GoPro is a little... Comes with its own case. It's a little tiny camera that's like uh, it's just a little box and it goes inside yeah. of a case. And the case is basically invincible. Cool. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting that. The mm-hmm. other thing I'm thinking of getting is the Spot Connect. Ooh, yuppie 911. <laughs> <laughs> Help me, my water tastes salty.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I could see it being really useful. Say if we were going over a snowy mountain pass and the Buell
1: explodes. Sure. But I guess the question in that case is that, is it any better than just riding with another person? Yeah, it could help. Cause if you're somewhere remote mm-hmm. and say the
0: other person isn't riding a URL mm-hmm. and you both just have cell phones and you're out of cell phone coverage. Yeah. yeah that could be a lot more time. Sure. You That's know, fair. You, you got to wait for the other person to, to make it somewhere with help. Sure. And then bring it back versus with one of these spots, you could just hit your, your yuppie nine one one and, Yep, a black helicopter will be on its way.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. I mean, it's cer- certainly in theory, it sounds great. I think the problem is the practice doesn't always work as well. Yeah, I, how people are thinking of using these
0: on REI? There's uh, mixed reviews of the spot.
1: Yeah, there's mixed reviews from rescue people of these devices in general. Oh yeah, uh, the Yuppie nine one one comes from uh, the tendency of people who aren't really in any real life threatening danger to use the thing. I mean, the notion of a personal locator beacon, which is a, a spot, is a type of. Right. Um, and it used to be these things for big green boxes, like the size of two videotapes together. Right. Videotapes, kids, are things we used to watch movies on. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the 80s. Back in the 80s. So <laughs> these things, you, you flip them over and you'd hit it, and it would fire off the searching rescue. Help me. Thing. help me, help me, I'm yeah. going to die. But the problem was, is the only people who can afford these six, $700 monstrosities are people with some money to burn. Right. Your average dirtbag either knows how to save himself or just figures he'll be dead anyway. Right. Because you've got to be alive to activate one of these. Or he's that dude
0: with his arm trapped under a rock who cuts off his own arm.
1: Yeah, well, that, that guy's an example of someone who, if had one, it would have been really useful. But, I mean, yeah. think of the average person, though. But
0: then he wouldn't have gotten the book deal or the movie deal. Yeah, I think I'd rather have my arm. Well, it depends if you're right or left-handed. Doing what?
1: Duff. <laughs> anyway. Back in Wheel Nerd's PG. <laughs> but so, yeah, these, these guys... There these, I was with Nurse Judy. <laughs> <laughs> these... The, 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 Thank
0: these, you, Nurse Judy. It's my first time. Be gentle.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, these, these guys, these yuppies who can afford this thing, this $600 toy, basically, because... This is one of those things you buy for $600 and basically never use. I mean, you're not in a situation where you need this thing unless something really strange happens or you're a complete friggin' idiot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the complete friggin' idiot scenario seems to be the more common one. There,
0: I could see that because look at friggin' idiot stories you have about 911. Totally. We have to run commercials on the TV here telling people not to call 911.
1: There's a car in my
0: driveway! The McDonald's yes. won't give me the burger my way. <laughs>
1: That happened. You're shitting me.
0: No, that's a real story. Wow. Lady called 911 from the drive-thru because they weren't giving it to her the way she ordered.
1: Wow. Do you think they get calls like that about the hooker castle? (laughs) (laughs) Hooker castle isn't giving it to me the way I ordered. This is the most R-rated wheel nerds ever. I want the hooker in the bounce house. (laughs) (laughs) Boing, 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 boing. (laughs) Shot. Okay, so Yuppie 911 or GoPro.
0: I mean, REI uh, sells, still sells the the four $500 ones. Sure, yeah. They seem to be – they're just the emergency beacon. So mm-hmm. they still
1: have that market. Well, and those have a really, really powerful transmitter. Yeah, everyone in the spot reviews are like, buy this instead. Yeah. Well, if you want an actual personal locator beacon, you want it as strong as possible. You right. want that thing just as loud as can be. Right. So we're going, have, we're going to have two GoPros or a yuppie 911 device so everyone can spy on us. Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be sort of, be sort of interesting, actually. The other thing I'm thinking of
0: buying is this barbecue in a box yeah. as an alternative to the easy grill idea. Gotcha. The easy grills the disposable. Sure. This is the permanent version. How, how big is it?
1: Twelve by nine by three and five eighths. Okay, so it's like a little bigger than a piece of paper, and it's kind of thick. That's that's you know we could be totally fit that in the sidecar.
0: Twelve by nine, we'll be doing like one steak at a time. Good point. <laughs> one of us will be watching the other one eat. Oh, man, that <laughs> looks good.
1: <laughs> doing the doing the dog thing with the drool hanging down to your
0: knees. It smells really good. Is it my turn yet? We'll have to, like, figure out which one of us likes their steak more rare so that they go first. Yeah, clearly.
1: <laughs> so is the rest of your gear ready to go?
0: No, it's not. But, oh. The, oh, wait, before we get there, the other thing I want to talk about is the other thing I'm thinking of getting is this Bluetooth Cena. Yeah. SMH10. This is the
1: this is the rough equivalent to, like, my Scala thing? Yes. It's okay.
0: the Cena's version of the Scala thing. It's, huh. it's got really good reviews, really yeah. good word of mouth.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: Another thing to throw into this is with the Spot Connect, I have a $25 Best Buy gift card Oh, that could go toward that, or to GoPro, because I think they sell that too. Yep, I'm sure they do. Bad thing about Spot Connect is you buy the, the device for mm-hmm. 100 bucks, Sure. And then you pay another 100 bucks for description. Ooh, the is that service. a yearly thing? It's a yearly thing.
1: Oh, my goodness. Right. Wow. That's the other thing
0: to keep in mind that the Spot is that's... It's a continuing cost for something that you're probably only using a couple times a year.
1: Yeah, that's an excellent point. Well, the good news is my stuff is pretty well set up after my, uh, my Route 12 trip, which just... God, I love Route 12. It's so great. I have to go back. Yeah. Or Especially, I have to go. I've never been. Oh, yeah. Especially the stretch between Escalante and Boulder. Just just killer. And I've got some GoPro footage of that one. My gear is not ready. Yeah.
0: I need to pull it down off the shelf. I, I don't know how... I've forgotten how to put my tent up. <laughs> you didn't take the wheel nerd's advice about I, tents. I did. It's just been... I did it before winter. Oh, okay. Right. Good point. (laughs) So I need to do it again because I'm following our own advice. Mm -hmm. All right. I am eating our own stew. I am pissing our own pissing our in. Keep going. This is fun. Along
1: with (laughs) our wind. We'll wait for you. Not tail. What? (laughs) All right, so you got to set up your tent again and make sure you know how to do it. Yeah. Not that it won't be funny if you don't, and I'm standing there with my tent all set up because I've set it up five million times. Well, you're going to beat me with that anyways. No matter how yeah, many times I set up this happen. tent
0: between now and, and Durango. <laughs> that's, that's probably true.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm no fun to watch set up tents. Yeah. The first time I showed up in Durango, Joe was all excited to watch me set up a tent. and uh, she, she, I got done, and she's like, that was the most disappointing tent setting up ever. You just put it up. <laughs> I said, yeah. What was she expecting? Like, a, you know, the usual tent putting up. Oh, God, why doesn't it fit? Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not that bad. I won't be that bad, but it will take me a matter of minutes versus mm-hmm. seconds. That's true. I think I need to go do the tent steak thing because I'm pretty sure I still have the totally. bag ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Check and see what's in them because that's, uh, that's one of our, our, our house brand tents. So they oh. have okay steaks. Okay. It. I go pound them. You know, I had the hammer I took last
0: year. Yeah. I think I'm going to get a a little hatchet. A little hatchet like I've got.
1: I've got a Fort Turner uh, Camp Hawk, which is a, it's a tomahawk, so it throws great. (laughs) And it's got a hammerhead on the back of it and the axe on the front. And it was worked. I I love the thing. It's super handy. Pounds in tent stakes, splits wood, throws at things if you're bored.
0: I think I I could be okay with a regular, just just a little camp axe hatchet of some sort. Suppose. I mean, a a tomahawk would be pretty cool, but. I don't know if I could get one between now and Durango. I think the utility is probably about equivalent.
1: Key thing is you want something with an axe blade and something with a hammerhead because it's nice to be able to pound on things and chop things. Right. With the same tool. Right. Oh, oh talk to us about i got to talk about these waterproof bags. So the Stoic brand, the same people who make your tent, which is Backcountry's house brand. Okay. They make these waterproof sacks and they're sort of like weird, triangularly shaped, strange looking ones with a little valve on them. So these are roll top dry bags and they're small-ish. Okay. So I put all my clothes in it and I'm like, okay, so I get the air out now. So I open the valve and I sit on the thing and I close the valve. Well, here's the cool thing though. So, you know, you know how, when you use your regular compression sack, you end up like this basketball of underbar. Yeah. Yeah. Of Cause thing. of the way the straps work. Cause the way the straps work. And it's like, there's always these weird, awkward spaces. Cause packing a bunch of bowling balls into something is much less efficient than say, if you had to have a, a long skinny, almost exactly the same length as a Pelican case and almost exactly the same width thing of clothing. It's really flat. Yeah. That's what I ended up with. Cool. So I threw my sleeping bag in, and I threw this thing on top of it, and I had enough space for, like, shoes and a chair and a whole bunch of other crap in one Pelican case. So it's, it's like a cooler compression set. Yeah, well, it's— And it's, it's waterproof. Yeah, it's—yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't submerge it, but leaving it outside in the rain won't hurt it. Okay. And it compresses in a really useful way. I think that was the thing I really liked best about it. There's a guy on uh, backcountry.com who uh, took a bunch of pictures of what he does with his for his sleeping bag and stuff, and that's where I got the idea. And, man, it works great. I bought way easier to pack. I've got
0: these compression sacks that are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're army surplus. Yeah. And the way they they compress is instead of having the, the compression uh, straps go vertically, mm-hmm. they're, All they around go around it. the bag. Yep. So they compress it down to, you know, like a sausage yep. thing, which uh, I'm using for my tent, my sleeping bag. Cool. That kind of stuff. Probably pretty good, too. Is that kind of how this stuff's working? Or well, is th- it more- this is
1: working more like a flat net. It would it's be, flattened. it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like putting it, uh, like the cartoon when Bugs Bunny gets smashed by the giant anvil yeah. and it comes up and he's like a little like man, manhole cover shaped pancake that waddles away. Yeah. That's about the effect you get here. Oh, okay. Which is, it turns out an incredibly useful effect because if I had 10 of these, I could put many, many, many clothes into these and squash them and kind of slot them in like a books into nice. a side case. So th- I, I'm a huge fan of these now. I'm going to get myself a couple more of these cause these and for packing on a motorcycle, incredibly useful and they're dirt cheap too oh okay so nice I, i'll pick up
0: a couple for durango yeah well i'll be using a regular stock bags on the buell Yep. they should be fine with that yeah I oh mean, yeah yeah,
1: yeah you'll, i mean you'll have to bend them but the other nice thing about this is it's fairly flexible that's cool it's pretty handy i
0: gotta say talking about our next topic and uh, this is our adventure topic
1: adventure no starbucks. starbucks yet <laughs> adventure starbucks well i don't have one that keeps my starbucks warm like you do <laughs> Yes. It's You're insane. clearly more Adventure Starbucks than I am. It says Eric Buell on it. Adventure Buell Starbucks. Mm, that didn't really work very well. He made this for me. That's probably made in China. Probably. But damn.
0: I Wait. I think there's a tag. Yeah, it's made in China. Yep. Called that one. God damn it, Buell Eric. Oh, this is disappointing. So the, the Eric Buell...
1: Koozie. oh my god it's got a go- <laughs> it's a golf bag koozie that's it's, been branded with eric buell it's a golf bag koozie it's got it's got i yeah, wish you guys could see this it's got the cutest little golf club pole for the, its zipper the zipper pulls that, a golf club and oh now i see it it's a golf bag too. it's a golf bag i wow that,
0: i was kind of wondering what this front pocket was all about it's
1: to make it look like a golf bag yeah that's really adorable it's, it's a golf bag that's, that's oh. the cutest thing ever <laughs> Adventure golf. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is not at all some other product which has been branded Buell. <laughs> oh man! Wow, that was that was immensely satisfying. <laughs> it's a golf. Club. That made my day. It's a golf club. <laughs> Your suffering has made my day. Oh man, I am.
0: I've got to re- I am. I am redoing this pool before
1: Durango because I cannot go to Durango with this looking like a golf club. <laughs> oh. Now I'm not good. I can't see anything but a golf bag when I look at that. now. I know that's right? all I can see. It's, it's
0: all I, I <laughs> it's, see. It's just a golf. It's bag. a golf bag. <laughs> it's a golf bag bridge holder. <laughs> This, this carabiner is just meant to clip on to another to a golf, golf bag.
1: bag. <laughs> so you can have a tiny beer golf bag. Oh, man. Well, look at the bright side. You do live in the suburbs and ride an adventure bike. There's a good chance you golf. I don't golf. <laughs> I could bring my golf clubs in the Ural. Do you golf? No. You golf more than
0: I do because I don't have golf clubs. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, both the zipper pulls have the golf. Oh. Board.
1: and you've missed it all
0: this time i've missed it all this time wow this is this is great this is this just came today this is fantastic this just
1: came i I, this is the closest i'm thrilled oh man i'm trying to think of a good golf pun and i can't come up with one right now but you just wait one of them's coming later (laughs) the buell is the preferred golf bike well it, it would go
0: through those sand traps Yes, it would. Oh man!
1: Really? A golf koozie? hard bags versus soft bags. Yeah, golf koozies are both <laughs> the hard bag versus the soft bag on the advent on your bike. And then I guess I guess my question in this, and I've had both. Why on earth would you not want hard bags? They're just so damn convenient.
0: Well, you know, it seems like, and this kind of goes back to when we talked about the whole hardcore sure thing. Yeah. So at one point. I think this has like been an evolution of the whole hardcore idea. Sure. So you know, at one point in the beginning, before everyone was getting into adventure riding, when you know everyone was still on choppers, sure, okay. the, the adventure crowd was riding. They were putting hard bags on their bikes.
1: Sure, because they were adventurous then. You had big big metal cans,
0: big metal right? cans from Tour Tech catalog. Sure. And then, you know, Charlie and Ewan made long way around, mm-hmm. and everyone started buying GSs with... Touratech panniers. Tech cans.
1: Because, as Ewan said, the Touratech cans saved his life when some idiot and an El Civico rear-ended him.
0: Right. The, the things were like armor. Yeah. And if you fall down on the side, I imagine they're going to... Well,
1: I can, I can say with some degree of authority that if you fall down on Pelican cases on the... Oh, my God, you know what? what? I didn't fall on the Pelican cases. Mia culpa. The <laughs> dropping of the Strom incident. Which in, one? The one in the alleyway. Which one? In the snow. Oh, that one.
0: <laughs> the one I have a picture of?
1: That would be the one. The one so... I want
0: to make a poster out of and hang in this room?
1: Yeah, that one. Yeah. So um... Keep going. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> so I, I, it's, it's, it's late January and the, the snow has thawed off of the roads. This will be important later. So I'm like, oh my God, I totally, it's off the roads. I can just, if I can just get out of the alleyway, I can totally get onto the roads and I can ride this drum. There's young,
0: wide-eyed, enthusiastic Todd.
1: (laughs) So my girlfriend is like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you putting on your suit? I'm like, I'm going to go ride. She's like, um. It's winter. It's winter. (laughs) I'm like, no, but the roads are dry. She's like. But the alleyway's not. I'm like, oh, there's not much. I can totally just like kind of like you know make my way through it and get out to the road. I can make it down those two, three hundred feet. Yeah, I can make it two, 300, three three hundred feet through through slush and ice and snow to the road. Yeah, keep going. So I go out and I get the thing out of the garage, and I should have I should have noticed things were going wrong when I almost slipped and got crushed by the bike pulling it out of the garage. Really. Yeah, coming like just, out of the ground, but standing next to it and kind of you know walking it backwards, but you still saw the sunshine on the road over there. I couldn't resist. It was like ah, little <laughs> birds, you know, and like the singing people and Disney princesses and all that bullshit. Yeah, so I'm like Nurse okay, Judy. I can Nurse Judy.
0: <laughs> nurse Judy. Hi.
1: You should buy a Beamer jacket. (laughs) Wait, I'm mixing metaphors. Yep. All right. So anyway, there's the road. It's the coolest looking thing ever. It's great. I cannot wait to get there. So I take off down the alley through four inches of slush, wet, slushy, slippery snow. Yeah. And my girlfriend stands there there with a camera being the loving, lovable sort that she is. That didn't tip you off. No. No, that should have been clue number 17 or (laughs) so. So I get going down the alley and I get about fifty feet from the garage and everything's going good except my rear wheel starts to not go in the same direction as my front. <laughs> it begins to walk its way sideways until I have this moment of oh no. <laughs> It goes over sideways. So I'm now, I'm now 90 degrees to a single, single lane alleyway sliding sideways a little bit. You know what? I'm going like, like five miles an hour. So this picture will go on the website. Yep. So, (laughs) so, and in the picture, you can see the rear wheel is clearly about six inches off of the ground. What's great about this picture. What I love about it is
0: if we could just Photoshop out the background and Photoshop in like a track.
1: Oh yeah. It (laughs) was like, I was turning like really hard. I was was determined. I'm like, I could still, maybe, maybe I can now. You were like looking through the turn on your way to the ground. Well, it's not like I'm going to catch a 500-pound bike with my foot. <laughs> Once it's past a certain point, it's going, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Your best bet is just to stay inside the, you know. It's the crush the, envelope. The crush envelope. <laughs> so the interesting thing about that is I wasn't wasn't using my Pelican cases that day. What I did have on was the soft tank luggage. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, because I didn't have crash bars or anything at that point either, I'm wondering if that soft tank luggage was a major factor in this working. Was there anything in there? Uh, there's, like, rain gear and, like, uh, gloves. And so, padding. Padding, yeah. So, the soft bags on the sides of my tank actually act as padding when I fell over. And there's zero damage to the bike. Cool. You know, you barely knew it fell over, and there was, you know, no, no scratches, no nothing on it. Well, it's a strum. I mean, would you notice damage to the that, bike? That's true. If it was
0: damaged or dirty, I wouldn't really be able to tell very well. I mean, it's not like, you know, you... Wadded up a Gixxer on the highway.
1: Right. Yeah. For example. For example. (laughs) Totally hypothetical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the the worst part, though, is when I had to go to pick it up. Every time you try to pick it up, it slides further down the alley. (laughs) Here we go. Damn it! Hang on. Here we go.
0: (laughs) Damn it! I I bet like the third time you were like, "I'll just push it to the road."
1: You know, the thought crossed my mind. I'll just slide it on its side to the road, and then I can ride. (laughs) Then I can get it back in, and I'll slide it the rest of the way back to the garage. This idea is perfect. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Help me push, honey. I had to finally get her to come help me get the stupid thing upright (laughs) because with one person, all you could do was keep trying to lift it, and it would just slide away from you. How'd you get it back to the garage? Very carefully. (laughs) Okay, there again. The hmm. bags kind of serve as... Yeah, I guess a soft bag would act as a soft padding. Although, on the other hand, a good hard bag, I mean, I have dropped it on the Pelican cases, too. And it just caught it. And it just goes thunk, and there it lies. And you go, damn, and pick it back up.
0: Yeah, and it's already part of the way up. Mm-hmm. There's less, you know...
1: Yeah, totally. Although, again, I think the relevant thing here may be that all of my crashes are really drops because they generally happen to five miles an hour or less. Fortunately, that's been my story for now. For now. For, fortunately. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, the hardcore crowd were hard bags for a while. Because mm-hmm. hard bags were the thing nobody had, maybe? Right. Yeah, you got to show your individuality like your friends with hard bags? U- yeah, they were unique. Yeah. But then everyone
0: started getting into it. Yeah, now everybody's got big metal boxes. Yeah, everyone's watching the long way. Everyone's mm-hmm. got the big metal boxes in their GS. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the hardcore crowd seems to be going now with the soft bags. Going on the soft bags, the smaller, like. So this is in, uh, what's this book? So if you look in the adventure book, the Adventure Motorcycling Handbook. Which does not, as far as I can tell, include any Starbucks. If you go on ADD or Horizons Unlimited, they talk about this being like the Bible. Hmm. Cool. It has a big quote on the back about from Ewan McGregor. Oh. Which, if you read this book, you kind of get the feeling that uh, he's not a fan. He never mentions it, but he talks about a lot of stuff that they kind of did that he's mm-hmm. not a big fan of. Gotcha. Half the book is information. Yeah, the other half the book is written by other people or that are basically ride reports. Sounds fun. So you know, like very notably, there is no ride report from Ewan or Charlie. Hmm. Instead, you have the ride reports from the Mondo Enduro guys. Gotcha. Who are held up as the gold standard by the in the know. Gotcha. Are you Are you familiar with Mondo? Nope. Okay, so Mondo Enduro is a group of guys, a bunch of dirtbags okay. in England who wanted to ride around the world. They got small bikes. Super eight cameras, and the, and the thing is, most of them didn't make it. Oh wow! Okay, they dropped like flies. Wow! And they just taped the whole thing.
1: So the, so these guys were kind of the so these guys were the trendsetters then. These were the, the those cool guys that everybody wants to be like.
0: Yeah, I don't know when mondo enduro actually happened. Okay, I mean the granddaddy of trendsetter. I want to be cool. This is around the world. Yep. is Ted Simon. Sure. Yeah, Jupiter's travel. I loaned you that book, didn't I? No. Do you have it? Yeah. I want not borrow it. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I want to read it. That's well, good fun. I, ha- I haven't read it. Mondo Enduro, yeah. I have it on video. I
1: to...
0: Unfortunately, I'm, I don't like watching it. Really? Right. Long Way Around was put together by entertainment people. Sure, so it's entertaining. Knew, so it's entertaining. Okay. Mondo Enduro is essentially a video ride report, and it's kind of slow. Oh, so it's a student film. Yeah. I spent yeah. two years in film school suffering through those things. Yeah. I mean, everyone talks about how good. Maybe my ex- expectations were just set too high before I watched it. You were looking for production values, not even production values. I just wanted to be—I wanted to be entertained. Sure, And yeah. it,
1: it wasn't really getting that from. So, that. so more like more like a Wheel Nerds episode where Todd cuts out—you know—a whole bunch of boring crap.
0: Yeah, wow. uh, yeah. No. So there's this book. So he, there, there's a lot of pretty good info in here. He talks about bikes. He talks about route planning, life on the road. Cooking, drinking, first aid. What's he say about hard and soft luggage? He definitely you know, you read his chapter about it, he definitely leans toward the soft luggage. Yeah. He's got a nice little chart here about the pros and cons of both. Sure. Okay. And yeah, basically about the hard boxes. He thinks, you know, they're hard, they're expensive, they're yeah. heavy, they need a rack, and they're not suitable for real off road riding.
1: Okay, I could
0: believe that. For like trail
1: riding kind of thing. Yeah. Okay,
0: and that's and you know and that's where the hardcore guys are going now. They're going more and more toward.
1: Oh right, yeah. They're not. They're not. Let's get a big bike and travel far fast. Let's go like through the rocks. Right mm-hmm. through the rocks, through the brush. You know,
0: they're trying to distance themselves more and more from the crowd of sure people who are just like, hey, dirt roads. I can ride those now. That's great. Right. Okay. Lights like, fair. Like well, like me. Uh, hi hi I'm Chuck I'm Todd I I burned out the clutch on my Ulysses on a hiking trail yep (laughs) so those guys are trying to get away from
1: you yeah I am their target hatred I can't follow them because the euro's too wide (laughs) I'm gonna get to Duke shit hold on hold on wait wait there's only one plan now that I've hit this tree drink reverse gear
0: (laughs) and then vodka and and I gotta tell you I'll admit to it I like hardbacks. Yeah, I do too. I like them because I can pack all my shit in them and go somewhere. I want to build my own hardbacks. I'm in the process of building hardbacks. Cool. And I'll make the promise right now we'll do a crush test with them. Crush test? We will put them on the bike and we'll
1: push the bike over. Really? Okay. That's that's awfully brave of you. I'm saying it right now. I'll do it. The Wheel Nerds Chuck Boxes Crush Test. Coming soon. I'll make three boxes because... Sure, because then we can crush one. <laughs> I like this already. <laughs> What's this one for? That's the crushing box. <laughs> yeah. Crush test is going to be sweet. <laughs> I guess my my question would be does it really matter? If if you're if you're that worried about which one? Jeez, what a what a waste of time and energy.
0: Well, you know, you see the form threads people jump on. What what, you know, should I get the Turtec can or
1: the the Happy Trail can or Well, I I could see deciding between two roughly equivalent cans, but deciding between a soft bag and a hard bag is I mean, that's like a totally different world. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to tour really far and occasionally go on dirt roads. Hard bag. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down super hardcore trails nonstop and explode my bike all the time. Uh, soft bag. I'm a cheap bastard. Soft bag. Yeah, to me, that would be like this the soft bag thing right there. Yeah, they are they are markedly cheaper. Yeah. Because I had uh, I had crappy soft bags on the GS. I had sort of soft bags on the Volusia. I actually had soft bags with a hard plate on the back of them so I could take them on and off fast. Mm-hmm. I was pretty, pretty happy with those, and they were somewhat rigid. They were rigid enough they held their shape so you could drop crap into them. And they were huge, which was nice. I got soft bags under the Viffer. Mm-hmm. They're not very big. Mm-hmm. Sport touring bags tend
0: not to be very... not Well, not sport touring, but sport bags tend to be not...
1: Well, there's not a whole hell of a lot to attach them to. Yeah, yeah, you throw them over the saddle. I hear it's very hard to attach them to an SV with a high exhaust. Hi, Charlie. They've been searching for a bag they can get onto the back of this thing, and the best they can find is something which is roughly backpack sized yeah. that goes on top of the tail. Yeah, I mean, it makes it tough. Yep, because then you end up with a bike with tons of luggage, and the stuff acts like a giant sail. I mm. mean, the strums, I love the Pelican cases to death on the strum. Those things are just the greatest. Cariboucases.com, awesome, awesomest cases ever. However, those thing's catch wind like nobody's business
0: that form thread someone goes on you're saying they're asking between two roughly equivalent so they've got in their mind what they want
1: yeah it's a question of which, which one do I want to buy
0: but someone's gonna jump in and be like you should buy soft bags you want to be hardcore you you want to do real writing not like Chuck's kind of writing you want soft bags I don't know why he mentioned me
1: specifically your lameness is 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 legend I guess <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I, I did see people who have talked about our, our podcast. Yeah. That first episode is, there's this guy with a story about his Buell and it's really funny. <laughs>
1: see, your Buell is popular. <laughs> as is your excellent wrenching of the Buell in question. Ugh. People do like us. People sent us a letter. People did send us a letter. Let's, let's talk about
0: this week's real fide listener letter from someone we don't know.
1: Yeah. Which is <laughs> not at all me posting as a sock puppet. It actually isn't. Uh, was it? You know, I, I was... No. I thought it was you. I have to screw with you next time didn't do that. That's a great idea. I'm doing that. <laughs> oh, no. Chuck is great. I wish he'd just dropped Todd and do a cool show. This is just because you're mad that I get the listener mail. You, you totally don't. got the listener mail. I am wicked bummed. Send your Todd fan letters. Team Todd, <laughs> not Team Chuck. So our... our I'm our... dreamy. No, you're not. I'm totally dreamy. No, you're not. I There's posters of me and everything showing off my rock hard... What? Uh, what? <laughs> but. Look, look. Hey, you know, those those Twilight guys have a six-pack. I have a keg. <laughs> you better stop talking about my posters or the fans won't be able to stand it. Let's hear from your fan, singular. I'm getting
0: a little sick <laughs> thinking of the poster. I'm going to Photoshop a poster for you now. <laughs> It'll be on the website for download, right <laughs> under the picture of him falling over on the Strom. So we got an email from Hiram, and he writes, Hey guys, I am a new listener and just finished the first episode. You're not doing a voice? No, because I, I want to like this guy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I enjoyed it. When I was 18, I owned a 1978 Kawasaki KZ650SR for about six months and loved it. Now, 14 years later, I am wanting to get back into writing. After reading lots of advice on what to get for a first bike, I'm going to buy a 2008 Ninja 250R. My question to Chuck is, can you talk all about your 250? Why you, Chuck, got it. How long you, Chuck, wrote it. What you did with it, etc. Thanks, well, Hiram.
1: I'll just be over here then. Yeah. You want Sulking. Go,
0: you want to go grab a drink or something? I'm going to sit
1: over here and sulk. I'm going
0: to talk to Hiram Eat here for donuts. a minute. Thanks for the email, Hiram. We're glad you like the show. The Ninja 250. So why I got it? I think we talked a little bit about this uh, last time. Briefly, I believe. Yeah. So you, you might have got it done just to recap real fast. I had the crazy idea. The bug in my bonnet was I was going to take my BRC riding class and immediately go out and buy a, a Honda 919 because I really liked the way that naked bike looked. Mm. And uh, the idea that it was a 900cc bike that might have been too much for me at the time did not occur to me until I failed the class. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, passed the retest. Thanks, Eric, by the way. Not Eric Beal, Eric MSF. So, you know, I asked him, because obviously since I couldn't get the 919, what he thought I should get, rather than telling me never to get on a bike again. He was
1: actually very circumspect about it. I don't know if, if they tell you not to... Well, here's the thing. I don't want to bag on it, you know, as, as an instructor, I don't want to bag on anybody's choice of bike. I will attempt to steer them in a smart direction if they're set on a particular way it's not really my place to tell them no no wrong
0: okay i asked him the question wasn't you know can i get this bike Mm -hmm. i was at that point clearly broken yeah it was like what bike should i get Mm -hmm. yeah so now you're opening the door and he can make an actual
1: intelligent suggestion right
0: and he was still pretty circumspect about he didn't want to tell me a bike Mm -hmm. he was basically saying this is what we're teaching on Mm -hmm. any of these would be great I didn't want a 250 Nighthawk because at the time I wasn't into the cruiser look. Yep. He's like, hey, you know, we teach on these Ninja 250s. Those are great bikes. Those are great bikes. And that's, that's why I got it. It was, you know.
1: Recommended to you by your instructor. That's cool.
0: It's what they teach on. It's what they recommend. It's what you would recommend.
1: Yeah, I totally would recommend it. And they are just an absolute hoot to ride. Although, funny thing about that. So they're a total hoot to ride. And I love riding them. And they're really easy to ride. Yep. A couple of friends really can't seem to ride them. They have a real hard time with them now. In fairness, both of them ride uh, not sporty bike type of things. So the thing about a Ninja Two Fifty is it's a sport bike with a slightly less like monkey humping football thing. Very, very less. It's very You're, less. You feel pretty upright on that bike. But at the same time, if you don't have very long arms, you still have to. It's still a sport bike. It is of, still. And a you still sport have to bend posture, forward. Yeah. And you, which means you have to bend forward to get your arms bent. So I think that's their problem. But they are like they are. You know what? They're ninja tarded. <laughs> they they won't they won't demo on the ninja anything complex because they're ninja tarded. Okay. And they have a lot of trouble riding the ninja through basic stuff. Cause of the posture? I think it's the posture that does it to them because both of them I've watched and they're straight arming it the whole way. Oh. Folks, if you're straight arming a sport bike, you're doing it wrong. My arms I feel are pretty average length.
0: Yeah. But you know, I could ride a ninja two fifty all day mm-hmm. in the posture that your your that bike will put you in. Yep. And it's it's still pretty comfortable. Yep. I I didn't have any complaints about it. Um, the other great reason to get one of these bikes, and you're going to find this out, is
1: whatever you buy pay for that bike, you're pretty safe to get that back. Yep, if you buy a used Ninja 250, there is an excellent chance you'll be able to sell it for pretty close to, if not the same, that you bought it for. That's true of most 250s. I'm doing that with a Nighthawk. Yeah, bought it for what I sold it for. I mean, they're they're very popular. In, yeah, and, and so, they go fast. God, the, you put them up for sale, and it's like. Days, max.
0: Yeah, they'll go fast. They're real popular. And, you know, you're going to look at around two grand for, for a Ninja 250. Yeah, for a used one. For a used one. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go buy a new one, you know. Yeah, it's more. But... And if you want to get the, the Honda CD250, your choices are pretty much limited to new. Yeah, it's new or nothing. If I was doing it right now, I'd be really tempted to to go ahead and get the new 250. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd actually go for the Suzuki TU250 because it's fuel injected. Well, so is the new Honda one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. They're both pretty spendy, though. Yeah, they're both pretty spendy. And, you know, I dropped that Ninja
1: several times. It was sleepy. It was a notoriously sleepy bike. The f- yeah. And there was the time you overfilled the gas tank when we were in Evanston, and it e- overflowed in the parking lot. Yeah. A lot of learning with that bike. I guess the good news is, though, it always ran fine after all of this abuse that you heaped upon it. <laughs> After the horrors you visited upon the Ninja 250, it was running great.
0: It always ran great. It was always reliable. I never messed with the carburetors on. I don't know a thing about carburetors. So it's a good thing I didn't mess with them. They're magic. There's something about fuel dripping something. Magic, magic. Fuel gas.
1: Magic. Venturi effect. Magic. (laughs) Stop doing
0: that. No, magic. It's not magic. I have a book. Venturi magic. I have a book.
1: Which clearly you have not read. Not. (laughs) <laughs> Not that part. I haven't got to that part in the book yet. Okay, fair enough. So, so, so how many miles did you end up putting on your Ninja Two Fifty at the
0: time you had it? I spent essentially. I spent a whole season on the bike. Yeah, a straight season, which is eh, what nine months. Yeah, six, six about to nine months. Six to nine months here of riding here. I'd love that bike. I would love to have another Ninja Two Fifty,
1: or actually, you know, a Honda Two Fifty. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much any of those two fifties are just an absolute hoot to ride. Ninja Two Fifty is another one. Is you get a Ninja Two Fifty and you throw a milk crate or like a you know a couple little soft bags on the back and this is this is a a stupidly cheap machine to own and operate yes
0: it's very forgiving very Mm -hmm. friendly if you when you lay the bike down in a parking lot because the car coming your way scares you (laughs) not that that ever happened um the most you're looking at fixing on that bike would be the turn signal and if you invest in a pair of flesh-mounted turn signals that's not even a problem anymore Hmm. You'll scratch up the plastic some, but if you're buying it used, chances are those places are already scratched up.
1: Yep. And the mirrors swivel. <laughs> the mirrors
0: swivel. They will collapse upon <laughs> impact very neatly. <laughs> They're great. Definitely. But, you know, I spent – we did hours and hours of riding on this bike. Oh, yeah.
1: And, and the funny thing about it was, and I think I've mentioned this before, is, you know, going up a real steep hill, Chuck couldn't necessarily keep up with us on the Ninja 250. But the minute we were in anything, you know, under 65 miles an hour, and in ter- especially in turns – Man, that thing just runs circles around the bigger bikes. Yeah, not not even necessarily under 65 miles an hour. Just That's true. Favorable slope. Yeah, good point. Favorable slope. But on the other hand, the Ninja 250, which isn't going to win any speed contests, is faster than pretty much any car you can buy for under 60 grand.
0: Yeah, I, w- I never felt underpowered on that bike, even on the freeways. It goes. It's going to go everywhere you need it to go quickly
1: and it sounds like Hiram's buying one of the new fancier looking ones because I would say that's the one so there's two body styles of Ninja 250 there's the one you had which is the totally 80s body style yes the real boxy kind of you know yes kind of thing and then they modernized it and they modernized it and they made Updated it look all swoopy and grr. It. like there are other ninjas yeah pretty much yeah well you know the funny thing is it looked is, is if you look at the 80s and 90s ninjas they look exactly like the Ninja 250. Well, yeah, yeah. They're just
0: boxes. Those those things <laughs> got blade. those things got updated, and the 250 didn't until mm-hmm. yep. this century. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the Honda, you know, the Honda's going to be more complex because it's fuel injected. Yeah, the, you know, what kind of mechanics do you want to do? Are you a shade tree mm-hmm. mechanic? Are you not? You want to spend the money on a new bike that will get scratched up if you? There's a very, very high probability. Yeah, and you're not it's not we're not talking about crashing, we're not talking about wrecking. It, falling over, it happens. You don't
1: have to crash a bike. The old maxim of everybody either is going to crash or has crashed. It's horse shit. Yeah. Complete horse shit. Now, on the other hand, dropping your bike at 0 miles an hour, that shit just happens. <laughs> happens a lot. I forgot the side stand. I went out in snow. I stopped in sand. I put mine up on the center stand in a gas station with a slope parking lot and landed on Claire's bike. <laughs> Wow, that's really specific. I didn't know it's hypothetical. Car coming down the lane in the parking lot just yep. freaked me out. Carload of girls hit just the brakes. B- Carload of girls <laughs> just learned to ride, stop at a stop sign, and forget to put my feet down. Punk. Yep. Stopping gravel in Colorado National Monument. Pulling over to a shoulder that happened to be all sand. <laughs> Going around a rocky corner, installing the engine. <laughs>
0: These things happen. Yes, they do. You won't get hurt, especially if you're wearing a helmet and you know jacket, gloves, all the stuff you mm-hmm. should be wearing. But uh, your bike's going to get scratched up. It's going to happen. Turn signal. Those turn signal pods on the Ninja are just asking to be broken off. <laughs> they should be early on your list. Oh, and the other the other tip about that Ninja: if it doesn't sound like it's about to explode, you're not doing it
1: right. Yep. The Ninja got that thing redlines at some insanely high number, like 13,000. Yeah, and it wants to be there, <laughs> like the. Ten times what your car does. It should sound like it's going to blow up, and then you're really making some power. Yep. That's where you'll, you'll be uh, having the fun with the Ninja. You know, there's actually guys that race the Ninja 250 on the track. Oh, yeah. They call themselves the Sippy Cup. It sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. The gas mileage on, the, on my Ninja was 55 to 60 miles a gallon. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: You could ride all week on that sucker. All month. <laughs> <laughs> Love that bike. Get it. It's a great choice, Hiram. Thanks for the letter.
1: Yeah, thanks for thanks for thanks
0: for the letter to me. Thanks for writing me. I, Chuck, really appreciate that. Thanks,
1: Hiram. I mean it. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to write yourself a letter, aren't you? I'm totally writing myself a letter. <laughs> Tom is wonderful, and he's great, and he he's he's fun, and and he's got a great voice, and he smells nice, and his bike is really cool, and. and Things. You better wrap this up before I just totally embarrass myself, huh? All right, folks. I think that's about all we've got time for this week. Just as a reminder, if you want to write letters to me, Todd, about how awesome I am, you can do it at wheelnerds at gmail.com or on our site, wheelnerds.com. Or you could just write more letters to me,
0: like the one I read today. Thanks, Hiram.
1: All right. Till next time, we're the wheel nerds. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Right safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a WheelNerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.